How's my muffle? Jake, how's this sound Check to you? Check out my muffle. How, how's my voice sound to you when I speak into a microphone? Is it a muffled microphone? Seems fine. Seems fine to Jake. Nick, how do you sound? I don't know. Do I sound particularly uh, crisp in comparison to Or to is crisp? he muffled? Like a crisp, crisp. Jake thinks we sound fine over there. A crumb crisp coating. Better but not great. What? Well, what? Nothing. Ch- literally nothing changed. <laughs> you did it. You, you're better. It's December first, twenty sixteen. This is Idle Thumbs two hundred ninety one. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken, and I'm Jake Rodkin. And welcome to this podcast. This great podcast thanks jake oh thanks. you're welcome hey nick hi so uh nick i hear you've got a story <laughs> um jake finished <laughs> jake finished story. owl boy i did um i'm still playing planet coaster so we'll see how much blood is left in that stone and uh and this is probably gonna be a relatively short episode because we're running late um but we get you know we'll get some reader mail in there too yep but I want to yeah. know Nick's story. I got to the office this morning to start recording, and I, I – what did I ask you? I, I Oh, yeah. I, you, I said, how are you doing? And, and Nick said, I'm ruined. And I said <laughs> – Okay. And I said, okay. And I said, why are you ruined? And he said, I can't tell you until the podcast. <laughs> so – now I can tell you why I'm ruined. <laughs> this, I like that. Just I lost a lot of money in the financial markets. Well, no, like in 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 like popular genre fiction, when someone has a really important story to tell, they first make sure that the room has no recording devices, and then turn on some music to make sure that it's not recorded. Whereas this is like That's something incredible <laughs> happened. First, I need to step into a padded room and make sure that there are at least three microphones running. Yeah, preferably multiple cameras. Yes. <laughs> also, be sure it's being broadcast live, so no one can miss. Anything. Right. <laughs> so what's this story that is that is so important and secret that it must be documented in a padded room? I wouldn't say it's important. Okay. It's not it's not <laughs> secret. It's so it's irrelevant and garbage. Yeah, it must it's be thrown complete, out. Yeah, it must be discarded. It, it, it must yeah. be wasted in the most effective <laughs> oh, way. Oh yeah, there was wasted life okay. <laughs> included in this story. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this story with my sole piece of knowledge yeah. about what I suspect this story is going to be about. Which is that about 10 minutes ago, I went to the Idle Thumbs Twitch channel and looked at the archived videos and saw that the most recent video is a nine hour oh <laughs> and 45 God. minute stream by Nick featuring Dark Souls 1. So my greatest fears were, were finally, they, they, I, so here's the thing. <gasps> was like, this the Dark Souls of Dark Souls streams? Oh my God. I I knew that this was coming at some point with this stupid series. Like I knew at some point. <laughs> It would actually get me. So, for context, Nick uh, has been playing Dark Souls One. Nick, yeah, uh, Nick, you've essentially completed Dark Souls Three, yeah, right? it, uh, effectively. Well, I think There's people would say that I haven't, but up, yeah, but there, there was a boss that called the Nameless King that yeah. was this enormous dragon guy who is technically optional. Uh, but you're not I, a true Dark Souls Three player if you haven't beaten the king. Basically, okay. um, I I got very very close. Yeah, um, but I'm kind of saving him to go back. And, right, uh, right, right. So so that was your but that was your first real Dark Souls. That was your first like dive into Dark Souls and actually yes. do it. Yes. So you've recently been going through and playing Dark Souls One. Yeah, which I've talked about on the podcast a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it is still very strange because, as like somebody pointed out on the stream last night, that Dark Souls One has no. Um, uh, eight directional like rolling for instance like dodging in this game is very important it's only four directional little things like that 
are just killing me. Yeah. In my ability to actually like competently Be good play. At a game. It's like the game. uncanny valley of gameplay. Yeah, it's yeah. really not great. Anyway, uh, so I hit like the thing that everybody talks about with this game, which I don't know. It's like called this. It's this area of the game called Anor Londo. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess I is like the memes. Valley of Kings or some kind of like crazy thing, you know, whatever. I don't know what it is, but it's like you hit this vista. It's this crazy looking castle. Okay, now you're in the real game. And I was like, all right, I guess. Like the first part of the stream was fine. Everything was great. I, there was a part <laughs> where like everyone was like, oh, I can't wait till he gets to the archers. Ah, he's going to, this is going to be crazy. Everybody look out. It's going to take him like six hours. And I just kind of like waltzed through it without even looking at chatter. <laughs> I like just completely demolished it. And everyone was like pissed at me. People were so angry at me that I, <laughs> that I completely subverted their expectations. Right. And I was feeling so good. I was like, God, Dark Souls well, 1. I, bet you were. I, was, I was like, Dark Souls 1, this is just, this is a cakewalk. This is a baby this is, game. Oh, this is a baby game. Man, Dark Souls 3, that's the real like, stuff. Dark Souls 3 Dark tru- Souls truly prepared me. Yes, yes. Dark Souls 3 being <laughs> caught having conquered Dark Souls ancestor. 3. Uh, yeah, I've, this this game has nothing on me. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's this boss uh, that is, I don't know, I guess like halfway through the game is where I'm at now, is what people are saying. Um, it's it's so strange. It I I it, so I just to just to get it out there. I think I spent five, maybe six straight hours trying to beat this single boss encounter. Oh my god! How late were you up? Two a.m. Okay. Uh, Janelle was with me for some of it, and then she went to bed, and I kind of started to end the stream. Like I c- closed everything down, and then my brain was just like unable to let it go. Like I just I thought I was close. So this boss. This boss is ridiculous. What is the boss? Do you know? Here's the, name the of thing the that's boss? so frustrating about it. It's not interesting. It's not a good boss. <laughs> like it's a shitty boss. It's oh, you've bad. got a shitty boss. <laughs> like in Dark Souls, uh, the the thing that I love, like the reason I play the game, is for the boss fights. Like I, the the, the crazy right. mo- like towering right. monsters and all that garbage. It's like it's like Shadow of the Colossus, but with you know insane challenge. And it's fun. That's the part that I like. That's the part that like makes me want to play these games. Just throwing myself against the wall for like eh, like a half an hour, an hour, like learning some stuff, and then finally beating the thing and getting like an adrenaline rush and feeling like okay, I I did a thing. Um, this boss is just like these two dumpy little guys <laughs> in a room that uh-huh. is not like magnificent or notable. It's just a room with some columns. It's just a shitty room. What do you mean by dumpy little guys? Well, they're just so they're just dumpy. Like they're not. They're, they're, well, one of them's just this big dumpy guy with a hammer. And then his little his little friend has got this spear that just like runs quickly or like shoots like, out. My boss is not interesting. It's <laughs> got these two shitty bosses. There's just like dumpy guys. It just it literally just sounds like you're complaining about your job. Well, at this point, it feels like my job. Like I'm probably gonna go home and That's play true. this stupid game. So what the hell day. am I gonna do? Uh, they're just like they look like. They're like Abbott and Costello. Like one of them is like skinny and like has a spear and just like moves quickly. The other one's this big dumpy guy with a hammer. But they're dumb looking. Abbott like and just... Costello's classic uh, hallmark <laughs> weapons. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they're just Abbott like... and Costello go to An Orlando. Right. Yeah. They're just all gold. Uh, like a like a you know like Abbott a, and Costello. Like Abbott and Costello. Uh, <laughs> and they the, the, so the, the the whole trick with them is that one of them is slow and one of them is fast and they attack you at the same time. Which like wait, how does theory, that work? Well, <laughs> sorry, you, uh, you painted a bad picture with that last sentence, but it's okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
One of them has to travel really far to get to you, so you get there at the same time. It's a word problem. <laughs> one of them leaves at if 7 a.m. one dumpy boss yeah. leaves at Dumpy Orlando, boss, too, whatever. We're 15 uh, miles per 17 hour at 8 a.m. Yeah. And the other dumpy boss. I understand boss. what you actually mean. You just got yeah. confused because I'm an idiot. Sorry. Um, I don't play real games. No, see, this isn't a real game. This is this is just a hell. This is real life. This is... So, uh, yeah, at like 8.30 p.m., I started, you know, this boss run. And I figured, all right, I'll, I'll just see how this goes. You know, usually within the first 10, 15 minutes, you get a bead on like, okay, this thing's going to be one of those bosses that just takes like two hours or something. I did pretty well on my first run. I thought, all right, like this is this is achievable. Um, and then I had a run that that basically. Uh, so there are two phases to this boss. So you got you got the two dumpy guys. When you kill one of the dumpy guys, the other dumpy guy gets uh, absorbed into um, the other dumpy guy, and they turn into like the super dumpy guy. But is it like two guys uh, in a suit? The order matters. So yeah, basically. And and but so if you kill small guy uh, first, uh, big guy absorbs small guy and turns into like super big guy. But if you mm. kill big guy first, small guy absorbs big guy. Turns into so it's like guy. it's like the two different times. It's when it's like when Abbott and Costello tried to sneak into a movie, and then the <laughs> other one is like when Abbott and Costello tried to sneak into a fancy restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. It's very much like that. What is the What is the distinction there exactly? <laughs> oh, and one is the the head in one, and the, right, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Big dumpy guy has a tiny head. Uh, so when he absorbs small guy, I'm sure that that has nothing to do with anything that's <laughs> ever happened in Abbott and Costello. <laughs> anyway. Um, so th- there was, there was a moment where, where my brain just broke because I got, I got basically all the way through the, the first phase. Um, and, uh, and then I triggered the second phase, actually, uh, the second phase, I, I think I got the guy down to like a third of his health and then I died and I thought, all right, well, I'm pretty close. I think this was like nine thirty, you know? And people on chat were like, oh, no, 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 no. Just wait for the psychological uh, well that is about to happen. The, the curve is about to take a sharp dive. And it fucking happened. And I got lost in this thing of like, I don't It's weird. It, it reminds me of like, um, like if I watch uh, like speed runs uh, during the games on quick or something, you know. And I, then maybe for like a couple of days after that, I'll pretend that I'm into speedruns. And so I, I go and I watch like guys like like Super Metroid speedrunners, right? Mm-hmm. And these guys, if you watch them, when they when they know they've like hit the run, they slip into this like crazy overdrive mode where they're like their palms get sweaty and like people start joining their Twitch chat like, Mom's oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. This is this is the run. This is the run. And then when they lose... They're fucking destroyed because that that could have <laughs> right. been like the world record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That essentially happened to me. I think around midnight, where I got so close and I got fucking wrecked at the very end of all this shit. And then after that, it was just like two hours of just denial, but then like just mental like wastage. Like I just mentally was just... not prepared. Yeah. For 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 so I would do these these runs where I'm just running through the hallways to get back to this thing and then I would just die immediately and then I would just keep doing that over and over and over again. You were just a living metaphor for crunch time. Somebody pointed that out in chat. Somebody said that in chat. Actually, like the psychological sort of research that suggests that past a certain number of overtime hours, it's totally true. You're so unproductive that there's the diminishing returns are so extreme that you're not really gaining anything. Yeah, but like that doesn't really stop people from overworking themselves right in this case Nick had an abusive boss 
<laughs> he had the good boss, bad boss. Nick's boss was pairing. feeding into Nick's own self-destructive tendencies, enabling right. this crunch. I mean, the problem is he has two bosses. He doesn't know which one to go to. Well, especially yeah. when they're hiding in the same pair of clothes. That's true. <laughs> and both attacking him with an axe. This is so deep. Things this is the life got, lessons you can learn from Dark Souls. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, things got, know, very, things got very surreal. Like, people... Like, at a certain point, Twitch chat just turned over. So there was a whole other, like... Uh, New Zealand crew. So this is the bad sign. When Twitch chat has a shift change and you oh, don't, yeah. that right. means that you are <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely people, working too much. People started coming onto the stream like, who is this guy? Nick Brecken. Uh, idle Thumbs. What is this? Uh, why is his face like overlaid over the... What's this internalization meter? Like, what is going on? Why is he pulling his hair out? This is really strange. He's not talking because Janelle was asleep and I couldn't talk. Like, it was fucking strange. And I was just locked in this prison of my mind because I knew that like at some point I'm going to beat this stupid thing not tonight go home it's, well that's what everyone was like just go, go to sleep your go to sleep go home. just go to sleep <laughs> go to sleep please go to sleep because they wanted to go to sleep there were so many people who were like sticking with me mm. that I just felt like I had to give it a shot like I had I just knew that there was going to be a moment where I finally did it and so I okay I finally like I, I remember the moment there was this there's this guy who watches these these Dark Souls streams called Problem Machine and he occasionally gives me shit. Like, he occasionally, like, says things like, oh, he's not going to do it this time. <laughs> you know, just like, this is going to be a bad podcast. Like, this is, this is, he's, he's completely gone. Like, look at him. He's, he's, he's got no mental acuity. Wow. Like, he's just, yeah, this is, this is pointless. Everyone should just go to bed. He's a piece of he shit. He forgets that you're reading the chat. <laughs> yeah. And I saw that. Or he doesn't. I saw yeah. that. And it was like a defibrillator. It just shocked me right out of my malaise. I was like, okay. This is the run. I'm going to prove to this guy that I can do this. And I walked into the boss fight, and I, I just, like, I hit every dodge. I was running around. I didn't even take damage for, like, the first five minutes of the stupid thing. This is a long boss fight. It's like a 15-minute thing for each run. I was just, I was amazing. Like, everything was going right. I got to the final part of the boss, the second phase. The guy, like, resurrects. He turns into his big fucking thing. And then while the cutscene's playing, I look over at XSplit... The broadcasting software and the stupid internalization meter was just like slightly off centered on the screen. Oh my god. No, you fixed oh it. Oh my god. So I clicked oh off god, the game oh and adjusted god. it to be centered. And then when I clicked back, it triggered this like bug when you when you alt tab out oh of Dark god, Souls Nick. where the frame rate goes to shit and just is you know, basically oh it, kicks you, it kicks you out of the game and I I, lo I oh, just for immediately sake. lost. And this was at 1.30 or oh something. Wait, that means you kept playing for an hour after that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Oh, Christ. my God. <laughs> oh, that's how I felt. <laughs> uh, it's good that you recentered the internalization meter on your stream so that it could then immediately display zero. zero. <laughs> <laughs> it was centered perfectly when it said zero. Yeah. It was off center because people. They, it was really high. People had put it up real high because I was doing real well, yeah, so I had three, to adjust it. Never had it. three digits I, before. So I wanted it, was... it. I wanted it right there, you know, for the for the final moment when all the hundreds came in. Your hubris and, was your downfall. Uh, oh yeah, I thought this was a crunch analogy, never, but no, it's just classic. Never hubris. go for it, Nick. Yeah, never go oh, for I, it. There were many times I went for it. <laughs> so anyway. the the, uh, the internalization meter was made by an idle thumbs yeah. listener, and it is a little. Uh, it's basically just a number from zero to one hundred. That when people in chat type in a percentage, if you type in like 57% or 83%, it will average, the, I think, the last 20 of those mm -hmm. and spit out a number that Nick can display yeah. on his stream in real time. Yeah, it's pretty so. good. It's enjoyable yeah. when, it, when, when it is. It's used as <laughs> encouragement or feedback. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Or discouragement. 
So now I don't know where this leaves me because I just feel like if I, I this I may never beat this stupid thing. Like it it literally feels like I mean a lot of people apparently just quit at this point. You know, apparently this is the this is the wall, uh. and apparently this is one of if not the most difficult boss in the entire series. Mm. Um, so I don't know what to do. But you know you can do it. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. I've mentally just <laughs> I've mentally beat it. Right. But in reality, I have not. Yeah. So that's a the disconnect of that is. That's is actually another psychological worrisome. principle that's really difficult. Oh yeah, it, tef- when, it definitely is, is. Once in your brain, you've achieved something. Mm-hmm. It actually like gives you all those like right. dopamine hits that the like, actual accomplishment yeah, see, does, which makes you less likely to remain motivated. Oh, yeah. To actually achieve the yeah, thing. If you're right. dissatisfied, you with you your, if you're dissatisfied it. with your job, don't tell your closest friends repeatedly how dissatisfied you are and how you're totally going to take another job and how you're going to take a vacation after you quit and stuff. Right. You're just like total recalling yourself a fake version of quitting, and right. then you yep. will not quit your job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't it's, take uh, the, don't take the mental vacation, or don't do the mental accomplishment before you actually do it, or you mm-hmm. you fuck yourself. It yep. is it is weird. Like playing this playing this game actually does reveal a lot of things, not just about yourself, but just about like the way that your brain works. And it's so it's, about it's actually well, yes, but I mean just brains in general. You know, just like the the dips and the, <laughs> oh, okay. Things, okay, my brain is everybody's brain, Chris. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Maybe not. No, the thing that's revealed no, no, about go, myself go that ahead, is though. that is actually entirely true is that like I will never quit if I just determine that like I'm I'm actually doing this thing. Yeah. Then I just won't stop even if right. I never beat it. I'll just never fucking stop. That is actually a thing that is true about me. Right. Where like there are some things I don't care about at all and I just quit them before I even start them. But then like the thing that I say like I'm gonna do, I just won't. Even if I'm bad at it, I will just keep right. doing. I will just throw myself against the fucking wall. Um, and it's weird because people in chat were saying that about me, and it's totally true. It has just revealed my soul to your dark soul to the people that are watching soul. this stupid yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's 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 bizarre. <laughs> it has revealed your soul, and it was a dark soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has illuminated your soul. Anyway, your once dark soul. No, it's still dark. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. that's my that's my dumb. It's like that dark paint that you experience. can shine any amount of light on, and it still just absorbs hundred percent of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. So I I wasn't I was going to wait till the second half to talk about this and I think it won't be a long discussion. Yeah. But uh, so the, the the only thing I've been playing really is Planet Coaster. Right. And I feel like that game is also oh yeah putting a mirror to my soul. Yeah. Which is just in this case it is it is exhibiting just the opposite <laughs> right. Sorry, reality. The picture of, of those mirrors is hilarious because Nick is like <laughs> fighting this boss with the like just like there's like a merry-go-round yeah. goes and like a roller coaster yeah. goes by with a kid like yeah. cheering. Yeah. 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 No, I'm in the padded room just screaming at the top of my lungs. Meanwhile, like camera wipes through that wall to Chris just like <laughs> I mean, my, it's an even more outrageous picture than the one you're painting because the actual thing that is happening in mine is literally just landscaping. Right. Like, I am yeah. spending yeah, hours, yeah, yeah, and yeah, no. hours and hours and hours. just gardening. Like, painstakingly putting yeah. down trees and bushes and, like, arranging things. It's actually, like, it's sort of, when you look at it, it's like it's like a fractal. Like, I my, my park footprint has almost not increased in size at all, mm-hmm. but the density right. of what is there That's continues awesome, though. to get, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, I am enjoying it. Like, I'm just playing this game. I haven't been streaming it or anything recently. I've just been playing it just privately in sort of like a meta, it's like a zen yeah. state. And I'm just going and I'm just, like every... It's like your bonsai tree or something. You know what? You're, really just, you're is, just trimming it. Really it really is and, like uh, that. I'm yeah. sad that Planet Coaster didn't come out six months before we started production on Firewatch because you could have helped I know, Jane do made level design on Twitter. Uh, yeah, the amount of terrain sculpting and then like planting foliage to be aesthetically yeah. pleasing on these little paths was just what 
yeah. like world art on Firewatch oh, yeah. was. Right. And I've just, yeah. And Except you can't then put a beef chief and a sick roller coaster in, in the <laughs> right. middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, the funny thing is that's the stuff that I'm least enthusiastic about. Not because I don't like that stuff or because I'm not, it's not fun. I'm just like... I'm just getting so into so you're just making, the environmental you're stuff. So you're making like the like botanical garden style theme park. Like, Bush Gardens, uh, yes. <laughs> well, Bush Gardens has the roller coasters, but there's there's ones that are more just I like... I guess true, yeah. What yeah. I really want is what I'm kind of hoping this to This is like Olmsteadian acidic right? park yeah, architecture. Yeah yeah, 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 World's Fair style. Yeah. No, okay. what I'm trying to kind of do is make something... The pavilion. Or what I will do, actually, <laughs> once I actually start making more buildings, I, I kind of want to make something that's sort of like Main Street USA and Disneyland, but with a lot more green space. Mm. Imagine like Main Street USA if it was Hill Valley from Back to the Future, <laughs> <laughs> or the town from Gremlins. That's yeah, the, the I've same never set. Seen Gremlins. It's the same. It's yeah. literally the yeah. Um, imagine a Universal Studios, if you will, but you could walk around in it. <laughs> Even, <laughs> I don't know. I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Uh, but but then, <laughs> as I was saying this stuff, it occurred to me that I wonder if our souls are really all that different because the fractal may not just be of the park it may also be of myself because like i mm. like i think one of the reasons i'm getting so into this right now is because is in part because i feel so like stressed and disconcerted yes. about life in yes. general yes. right now and well, like i i am sort of it's almost i think sort of revealing like an obsessive compulsive tendency yeah where i'm just like going deeper and deeper and deeper into like smaller and smaller parts of this park like at the exclusion of the rest of my park well or also maybe life and the world when you oh, meditate right. yeah <laughs> yeah when you meditate they tell you to visualize just like a dot on the yeah, wall yeah but that's right? that's, that's different that's... than like these rocks right here will be perfect as like behind you fire oh, yeah. jets just soaring <laughs> over to just yeah. a war somewhere right you yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah no that's that's the yeah no i mean as you're like this this water feature We'll Meanwhile, Nick is exhibiting his like impotent rage as <laughs> <laughs> like I will fix the, I will achieve it. Meanwhile, the thing yeah no against, oh, the thing against which you're raging cares not at all. That that right. image entirely that image un, has not un, been un, lost on me. Unperturbed no, yeah. by your by your efforts. Right. Both of those realities are disturbing, but in different ways. Yeah. But similar similar uh, sources yeah. for sure. Yeah. It is easy to. Uh, to block out the internet when you're focused on the tiniest corner of the internet where you're streaming right. a dumb video game. Um, but yeah, anyway. I mean, the metaphor well, you're, is, you're saying the your metaphor Dark Souls is, stream is Chris's The uh, metaphor garden? is actually extended to me not well, streaming this. I'm literally just that's isolating true. myself. That's true. I mean, that's, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Coaster is really good. It is really, really, really good. All I've done so far is make just trash roller coasters that come out of blobs in the dirt, which is just the way that I think a lot of people probably start playing Planet Coaster. It's not yeah. how you started, Chris. You started by like, I will make the the like gilded monorail that encircles my park, right. and then I will put cross monorails. Like you immediately, that was when you were on your like transit yeah, kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was just like, let me make a mountain, and then let me poke holes in it, and then let me make a roller coaster that does a bunch of loops inside of it. Oh, it's really shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, oops. I actually <laughs> think now probably the best way to start if I were starting over is to draw is. I, I, and I don't know, I could be wrong about this, but if I, if I, if at any point I start a new park, this is what I'm going to do. And I think it's a good middle ground between those two is to draw out a basic path structure for essentially yeah. the whole park. Cause you can change those for free. Like it's not yep. like replacing a ride is really hard, but re- redoing paths is kind of <clears throat> annoying, but not yeah, that if, hard. If I were to do a, 
if I were to embark on a real park, I would probably actually go as far as starting on paper, drawing about yeah. where I want things to be, yeah. then getting basic. This is going to be a high point. This is going to be a low point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like do like really rough topology, yeah. then run base basic paths into those. Mm-hmm. I mean, this and is, then, you know. It's like a level design workflow, right? Yes. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I mean that's it's also funny. the way that you would like, actually make a theme park, I think. Like the way that you would make yes. Disneyland. Oh, for sure. Draw the basic lines out first, then, mm-hmm. then the construction or yeah. the bulldozers come and move all the dirt around. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, the uh, the th- the thing that um, slightly runs up against that sometimes with this game is you don't actually depending on how ambitious you're being with certain rides, you don't know if you can pull it off before you've actually you know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah, there are there it it, it it depends and and if you if you're conservative with your design, I think it'd be fine, but. Some if of the things like, that I've done. This is where I'm going to have my uh, interlocking roller coaster and boat ride. Right. Yeah, and then, and then, a, then uh, a bridge is going to go through it, and I'm just going to leave this. I'm just going to earmark mm-hmm. that right. for that. And it's, the, uh, it's the ride that's just permanently the facade is up and never got finished. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think you have to be willing to reset that stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. But I, I think the reason to start with some kind of loose path plan is that at least you always have a next step. Yeah, like one of the things I'm running into now is like, oh man, this area looks so great. And awesome, but you don't know how to, it's not contextualized exactly, by anything else, exactly, right? Yeah, yep. that's exactly right. So I'm. Trying. That's also true when you're building it like a SimCity city. If you have, at least in the most more modern SimCities, I've. That's true. The difference is that in SimCity, you're not really. At least I, I. There actually, there probably are people who play SimCity like this. I've never been compelled to, but like you're not thinking about like person's eye view sight lines and stuff in the way you are no in, in building a theme park. You, SimCity, though, by way of commercial, industrial, residential, and the power grid, it sort of enforces you to have at least a beginning of a long-term plan. Yeah, where you're like, I'm no, going to put my, true, I'm going to put my yeah. power plant way off over here because it yep. pollutes, yeah. and that yep. means my residential ends up over here, uh-huh. and then you sort of end up figuring out where commercial zones yeah. and industrial zones no, go. It's and true. You have Whereas a, the first time you play SimCity, you kind of just start building them all close to each other yeah. and realize. Oh, mm-hmm. this but is, then yeah. all subsequent playthroughs of that game, you yeah. have some basic uh-huh. like broad city plan in your in your brain, yep. even if you have to respond and change it. And I think. Yeah. That holding that true even in creative mode and Planet Coaster mm-hmm. makes sense. No, it's true. Yeah. Or yeah. just put a bunch of holes in the ground and put stupid roller coasters in them. Right. I yeah, I fucked Whoa. it up so bad that I immediately had to like dig out and around the like default starting tunnel. Like my mm. roller coaster basically punches through the the entry, the walkway into the park. So before people even get into the gate, someone just goes, Woo! Pass them <laughs> in that tunnel <laughs> on a roller coaster. Cool, I know. That could be cool. Uh, <laughs> the fact that you can do that at all was really uh, encouraging. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, I mean, the, the more charitable interpretation of my Planet Coaster habits, which has been pointed out by some people, is that it's essentially Bob Ross. Like, it's basically yes. just, like, a calm, yep. relaxed, like, happy little trees construction kit, yep. basically. I, so you've got to now just put the big, like, the big mountain in the background, and you've really... I have the big mountain in the background. It's... I Okay. It, it's And there's a train that goes through it, which I'm really excited about. There's a little <laughs> lake in front of it with a waterfall. Um, and I actually made like a new little zone kind of like in a sort of non-essential area that is like a little path going over a tiny little pond with a little waterfall. Okay, our, this our, is a Bob our two Ross parks, park. Our two parks are going to be like complete opposites because yeah. I've got the mountain, but it's just going to be this hell ride. Right. I've already got the ride in mind. It's just well, going to be fucking garbage. So I started actually last night trying to make my first um, like non-prefab ride. Like I, I currently have like a... a a carousel yeah. and just another just like prefab ride that I had just to sort of incentivize travel. But like, but I'm starting to make my first actual, well, and I have my train, which is a transport ride, but I, 
uh, I want to make a track, like an indoor dark track ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want it to be my version of like Mr. Toad from Disneyland, mm. where you, you, you have go the cars. to hell you for no the reason. Car, the car I'm using the, yeah, yeah. the car one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be good. And that's going to, I think, go under a bunch of the stuff that's currently in my park. And then I'll, it'll be under like a hill that I hopefully will pull up at the very end after the whole thing's been created. Yeah. So my fantasy land is going to be a combination of the wizard ride which will be a log flume where when the organ uh, part from the wizard song hits uh, will be the ramp taking you up to the wizard's face over over top of the uh, the drop, like Splash Mountain. <laughs> right. And then some kind of Dark Souls-themed thing to be determined. Are you going to use the original wizard or the re- re-recorded wizard? Uh, well, I'm going to use – I think I'm going to use a combination. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. use the, uh, the new version, um, the album version for the intro, and I think I'm going to try playing them off of the speakers – because I realized um, the speaker objects that you can place, uh, one, are not actually, um, like, they don't desync. Like, if you drop a speaker that's playing a particular music file, um, you can you can drop a bunch of them, and as the car goes through, it will actually maintain They'll all be playing the, the, uh, same, the sync in, in the same, same way that, like, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean would or something. Right. Um, and so you can actually, instead of just having the, the, the song playing through the car uh, itself, you can drop those speakers in. Wait, and does that just... mean, th- can you have multiple speakers that are synced and playing different audio files? You can. Well, because that's, those won't be, they won't be chained together. That's what you actually need for Pirates of the Caribbean. That's the true theme park attraction, well, right, is where you can have you, the, so, you can have like the band over here playing the band, and then you can have the weird opera singing lady over yeah, to, yeah. to the left singing you, and have those be spatially positioned, you definitely time lock. You definitely can, well, the time lock part would, would time be lock all is what by, you need that's to actually crucial. That. Yeah, that, that would, that without would, that, it will be, it'll become a mess. You can trigger them on a, on a, on the track, but use, it'd be really tough. No, you could really, that really, be, really tough. That wouldn't be, um, you'd have to trigger them all at the same point. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you can do that, but it would be, again, you could do it in a room, right? You could do it in a, in a room and you could cut up the audio files, which is what I thought about doing. Sure. That would be too, uh, I think that would be too rickety to work. I think it would be, be gaps and it would be weird. There would be gaps. I feel that we're there getting are a gaps little in esoteric. Right now. <laughs> it's not good. I hate it. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to. Yeah. It's, uh, it's we'll save time. this for our planet coaster spinoff cast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the this way, just the way made me that. The, the Planet Coaster ride that someone should make is a Pirates of the Caribbean-esque ride mm. that is literally just using assets from Monkey Island. Oh, my God. All right, let's see. You should make that ride, Jake. Okay. All right, well, should we take a break? Yeah. Okay. Video this episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by NatureBox. NatureBox will send you snacks from an unbelievably wide variety right to your home or office. Uh, Nature Box has tons of different snacks, savory, sweet. Um, they've got everything. We love those Big Island pineapple slices, those dried <laughs> pineapple slices. Always mention them because they are always, always delicious. They have corn sticks. They have pretzels. They have like <laughs> literally just every kind of snack that you ever that you that you would think of when you think All about the snacks, snacks that you it's would true. ever want to eat. It's true. And if you go to naturebox.com/thumbs. You can get 50% off your first order. Mm. That is half off your first order of delicious and varied snacks. Nice. It is It is nice at naturebox.com slash thumbs. Um, they got like those sort of yogurt pretzels. They have Greek yogurt pretzels, which is which is interesting. Whoa. Yeah, a various, fla- multiple flavors of these. They have like little garlic bread cheese bites, you know. 
Um, they've got all kinds of dried fruits and fruit chews. And they have bars. They have like sort of granola style bars. It's <laughs> ridiculous. They just have so much stuff. It's crazy. And they send it right to you. They do. They send it right to you and you can eat it immediately. If you go to naturebox.com slash thumbs, you will get 50% off your first order. Naturebox, tons of snacks. Naturebox.com slash thumbs, 50% off. Nice. Video games. This episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks. Omaha this is a, this is a new sponsor. Mm. Well, new to this podcast, not as new to us, um, because we uh, got some Omaha Steaks a while ago at this point, and then Nick and Janelle came over to our apartment, and we ate all that stuff. Had a big meal. We had the fillets and those potatoes. We had potatoes, like these au gratin potatoes, and those. Apple we had tarts. apple tarts. Those are really good. Yeah, um, these like des- uh, desserts that you bake. At your house. What all is in this box, Chris, that we received? Okay, this is, so the (laughs) the Omaha Steaks, like, deal box that you can get uh, with code IDLE is two filet mignon, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, a 12-ounce package of meatballs, uh, all-beef meatballs, four of these, like, potato au gratin balls, uh, four caramel apple tarts, and an additional four kielbasa sausages thrown in there. It's ridiculous. If you go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code IDLE in the search bar. You can just type IDLE and hit enter. Into the search and, at the and top. And then it'll yeah. pop up. That is the family gift pack for 77% off. I still have some of that stuff in my freezer. Me too. And the useful thing is that some of it is pre-cooked. Like, obviously, the kielbasa sausages are pre-cooked because that's what those are. Um, and then, you know, plenty of other just like nice meats to prepare when you have a little bit more planning. You sort of, I just, what I do is I just sort of put them in the fridge before I go to work. I come home and then I can grill up a steak or a burger or whatever. On the, and the way they're packaged, you just throw them in that sous vide. That's true. I, I, I have a sous vide circulator and I use that because um, I'm a fancy asshole. Yep. But uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. So we had that whole meal mm-hmm. and plenty more left in those Omaha steaks yeah. boxes. Yeah. So yeah, if you go to omahasteaks.com, this is kind of w- weird, but you have to go go into the search bar, type in idle, just search for idle, hit enter, and then you will see the family gift box. How much is that gift box? Well, it's 77% <laughs> off. I believe it's $50. Yeah. Um, and it comes with a ton of meat. And you can freeze it. Not just meat, all kinds of things. That's true, not just meat. Uh, if you go to omahasteaks.com, enter code idle, get that outrageous box for 77% off. What else do you need? I don't know. It'll feed you for weeks. Or a friend or family member. In at, this, in, holiday, in this season, holiday season. In this season of giving. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of giving and receiving steaks. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Omaha Search for the code IDLE. Video games. Are we back? Oh, we can be back. Why not? Why not just be back? We're back. Sure, we're Whoa. Back. Uh, Nick, I mean, Jake. Finished. <laughs> it was so weird to consider that Jake would have finished a video game. That I, oh, that's true. Yeah, my yep. brain. Yep, adjusted it. Jake beat Owlboy. Jake Boy. beat Owlboy. I beat Owlboy. Um, you we, beat him. You beat him right. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, let's see. We talked about Owlboy a couple weeks couple, ago. Couple weeks. I ago. guess Chris, yeah. when you and I both started it, it's like an um, action platformer. I would say. Yeah, that's that's an accurate way of describing it. It's a, it's a yeah, it's a yeah. It's Met- kind, it's kind of Metroid-y, Metroid-y it's kind of yeah. twin stick shooty, yeah. but it's also really like two D side scrolling. It's um, 
even though in the later game the the combat and especially the bosses get more intense, like way more intense than I was expecting early on. Um, I ate shit on bosses a lot. Uh, the game overall has a really sort of chilled out vibe to it, mm-hmm. um, and that was actually. I don't know how spoilery I should get on Owlboy, but um, I might. So uh, if it matters to you and you're playing through Owlboy, I guess stop listening for a few minutes because I'm probably not going to talk for too long about it. But the thing that was strange to me about the entirety of Owlboy, and this is the thing that I, I think might actually – some people probably would are going to be really into it and some people will, will probably be put off by it, is the entire story of Owlboy is basically the story of not being a protagonist. Um when when you and I played it at the beginning, um, it, you especially remarked on how the whole like opening hour of the game is you basically your your player character basically being shit on by every right. NPC for being just yeah. a failure for being just kind of a wimpy like just kind of quiet passive like beta character almost. Yeah, you're just like a you're unaccomplished. As an owl boy, yeah, and over is the, he physically an owl or is he a boy dressed as an owl? I've never quite understood that because their faces, <laughs> yeah. do, their faces are bird like, but they also seem to have to wear a cape to yeah. fly. Yeah. I don't, I didn't get hmm. into. The, yeah. I'm not, I'm not deep enough into the lore of the of the <laughs> owls to understand right. that. I think you're an owl boy. That's true. That's true. Um, but over the course of the game, you get a party of three characters that have different weapons, uh, but they're also NPCs in the story, and they're all... It, it's, it ended up being a kind of like band of losers story to mm. the point... That, like, But it goes so far with that, it goes beyond what I was ever actually expecting. Like, you don't defeat the boss of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you like Just like in Dark Souls 1. Right. Yeah, like every time where you're on a quest to retrieve three artifacts, you don't retrieve any of them. The villain gets them. And then another NPC eventually stops them. And you you stop that NPC. But even then, the true big, huge, like, giant space pirate villain comes in and just kicks everyone's butt. And all you end up doing at the end of the game is, like, rotating three discs on a big ancient artifact while everyone else fights the boss. And then the game's over. Oh, it's wow. It's like, what? It's very strange. Did it work for you? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I think that there was a part in the middle of the game that I talked about uh, just very briefly when I was the happiest with Owlboy, and it was when it was in its most video game-y video game where, like, you're just right. inside, like, three interconnected series of catacombs. It felt the most like a chunk out of, a super, out of like, Super Metroid's world or something. Um, that part was the part that I enjoyed the most. Probably it ended up slowly devolving into... Um, increasingly frequent boss battles again and increasingly frequent cutscene content again as it got towards the end of the game uh, and I was really bad at the bosses I I guess like I I have respect for it for doing for committing to that for the entirety mm-hmm. of it like at the end you and your little like crew of friends are like the people responsible for defeating right. the evil blah 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 but it only happens because, like, uh, the 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 other character who steals all the artifacts from the villain is, like, the second most picked on owl boy who then decides that he's going to, like, learn the ways of the owl and he becomes corrupted and you... Ah, classic. Yeah, but then, like, even then he is still kind of just a lame dork who you beat up and then uh, it's very it's very strange. It was very mm-hmm. strange. I, I don't even... I feel like I should have more of a takeaway, but I just... It's, it's such an uncommon game story... But I also, I'm having trouble untangling whether or not the parts that didn't sit well with me were literally because that was the type of story that it was or because 
there were things about it in its execution that didn't quite gel with me as much as I would like. Like, yeah. And I think that's probably an easy confusion, like an easy two things to get muddled together. Of like, this is different. Mm-hmm. Do I not like it because it's not literally just giving me all the things that I want? Or do I have issues with it because, yeah, just it doesn't quite hit its own intended mark, even just within itself and not with it, not not taking my expectations either personally or as a game player into account. It was, um, but you know, the, the visual imagery of the game continues to be really good. And just sort of the feeling of exploring the world is good. Like the, the final sequences of that game are, are really impressive. They start introducing all sorts of little technical, uh, technical things from the sort of vintage that it's playing in, which is almost like supercharged Mm -hmm. pixel art console where like, um, you end up getting like the reflective arc, uh, parallaxing floors that feel like the the ground plane of like a fighting game. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like there's sure, little there's yeah, little technical yeah. details like that that I just like was eating up. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was a very it was just a very strange experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you saying that makes me reflect on just how difficult it is to mess with the sort of protagonist formula in a video game. Yeah. Because you have to inhabit that role while ostensibly being the like the agency that you your character has in the game is different to the agency all the other characters have in the game because theirs is prescribed and yours is like up to you to i mean it's it, it can still be prescribed but you still have to act in order to right affect that agency I, um and that's just a weird like unevenness that isn't present in other mm-hmm. forms of storytelling and it does like hamper yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I also am someone who would certainly like I I like when games play with that formula and I like when games don't just explicitly cater to like your character is the is the just agreed upon protagonist and they're obviously the best and the coolest. Like I like when games don't do that, um, but it's really hard to do that in a way that is effective because of these just like built-in properties yeah. of how games work. I, I mentioned it briefly uh, when talking about Owlboy a couple episodes back, but a thing that I did think about a lot when playing Owlboy, obviously not mechanically, but in some of the themes and the aesthetic, is the first two Monkey Island games. The, mm. the Because uh, in those games, you Guybrush 3, the, play, the player character, is someone who the entire world basically thinks nothing of, especially in the first game. Like his whole thing is, I'm this like wimpy guy with a slight build amongst all these like beer swilling adventure having pirates yeah um and it also does uh, a thing very consistently that owlboy does which is you're out to accumulate to acquire like x number of very important artifacts and, and uh every time one of those milestones is hit it cuts to a room with a humongous broad-shouldered weird weirdly bearded pirate uh, talking about <laughs> talking about the fact that one of those artifacts has been recovered, right. but um, like Owlboy literally has the the cutscenes look exactly like the the scene is scenes in Monkey Island Two when you're getting the voodoo doll ingredients. The difference though is, even though the, in the story uh, of the Monkey Island games, Guybrush Threepwood has this reputation and everyone bags on him. As a player, you're still just being the hottest shit in the world. You're like you get all the voodoo ingredients, you figure out how to make your ship go to Monkey Island. Like you're never that game never actually like withholds success from you mm. on the mechanical level even though the story is that whereas in Owlboy you're like I'm going to get that artifact and then just the, like the last move that the boss does before you kill him 
is go hey, 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 and like cutscene his way out with the artifact in his hand or like you leave a temple and it just is destroyed and you don't know yeah. if anyone's going to get it yeah. and then it cuts to the evil uh, pirate saying ha ha I have it and it's very strange I mean um, I, I think probably you know I think probably a lot of that is in proportion to how much the game is actually based on mechanics at all right mm-hmm. like Monkey Island is just a much or any adventure game, any sort of graphic adventure game is just a much less mechanically sort of determined game yeah. than something like Owlboy or really any platformer. And so when in Monkey Island, the sort of disconnect between the game sort of saying like, oh, your character's kind of put upon, but you actually succeeding, like the gulf between those things is mechanically much smaller than an owl boy when yes. it's like the one way you have to interact with this game is through its player mechanics. Yeah. It was, and that is the thing that you will not use to ultimately succeed. It was, you will succeed through this like ambiguous, like sort of t- dynamic fictionally that we're, that you have no input yeah, into. Especially with the three artifact thing. Like the game has a feeling of a Metroid game and it has a screen that looks like it's a power up screen. And you you fill it in, but then when it says there are these three ancient artifacts that the owl people made that when combined give the wearer ultimate power, you're like, okay, I know what this is. And you set up an expectation of literally I'm going to pick up these three things and I'm going to unlock a new axis of interaction. And I think that's probably where I suspect if people are disappointed with Owlboy, it is because that expectation is is, – that mechanical expectation is super subverted where it's just like – no, someone else steals these. And, mm-hmm. uh, Which in a in like an Indiana Jones movie would not be surprising, right? But in a game where you spend the entire time like doing mechanical stuff, it it is more than you more it, than you. The, would think. the best moment for <laughs> me in um in both of the both Monkey Island one and two is actually the moment when the game does straight up withhold your success from you. Like in uh, Monkey Island one. You spend the entire first act of the game completing the three trials, and when you get those mm-hmm. complete, you're going to be a pirate. But then when you come back to town, having completed the three trials, uh, you see LeChuck's pirate ship sail away with Elaine. It's like, well, your three trials don't mean shit, actually, because the guy did it. Or in Monkey Island 2, you spend like three adventure games worth of time building the four map pieces together, uh, and then you give them to the cartographer, and you're like, I'm going to get the map, and I'm going to fucking win, and then he's immediately kidnapped. I think those moments work really well in that game. But yeah, it's because yeah. you, you're you not thinking about, oh, I'm going to be able to shoot my gun twice as fast. And right. then I, I just can't. Well, and I'm never going to be like, able to. Like, Monkey Island 2 isn't actually like a map making game. Right. That's just like a thing that's happening as it's, a result just, of everything you're doing. But it's not But it's not like, oh, cool, I've been using maps and now I have this cool map. Oh, no, I can't use the cool map. You actually do use a map in Monkey Island 2 to get from island to island. Oh, that's so, true. You're right. But, but, it's, but that's the feeling that you have is that's structure I've, achieved rather these than things, I've achieved these things, so I'm now going to progress the story. And then it, in an adventure game or in a movie, the same thing, you have the opportunity to say, I'm going to use this moment. I'm going to subvert it and give you not what you expect but something that actually reveals itself to be more interesting than that. Whereas in in a game where what it actually is doing is saying, here's an artifact, you don't get it. I mean, I I, I assume what they're trying to say in Owlboy is the experience you're going to get instead of what you thought is going to be more interesting. You're going to get this story about friendship and about Mm -hmm. overcoming the expectations of people who don't see you for who you are. But that's really fucking hard to pull off when you're also doing that inside of a Metroid game. Like instead of a twin stick shooting, like... Rapid weapon swapping so, yeah. Metroid game. It's it's a it's a high bar that they set, I guess, for themselves, and it's that's yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe they need to do the like Metal Gear Solid two version of this, where uh, halfway through the game you just start playing as the guy who <laughs> eventually steals those uh, artifacts from you, and then I don't know, it reconciles at the make end. you make you play as that guy and realize that he it's bad and you hate it. And yeah, that you want to be the owl boy again, right? No, I don't it's know. It's like you, you're incredibly powerful, but the controls are really fiddly, and you're like, oh, this, con- this power is so hard to control. <laughs> and you climb yeah. a giant so ladder. You, it's it's, it's oh, this like power a metaphor. <laughs> it's just GTA drunk controls all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's there's a making a point. Mm. Wow. It's showing how hard power is to, to control. I assume right. that when you're drunk in Grand Theft Auto, that's like a statement oh, about, about alcohol. About how, how you when you're shouldn't. drunk, you can't walk very well. How it's so much more that's, fun when you're drunk. <laughs> that's mm. true. How it's wacky and weird things happen. Yeah. You get hit by a car. And <laughs> <laughs> Whatever else. Rear mail? Yeah, we should, well, read, we should I, read mail. Oh, you, oh you got the one secret story. Topic. So I played uh, because, okay, so last week during our Squarespace ad, we mentioned a game called The Senpai, which is a, a Seinfeld visual novel. Oh, right. And then someone and, I, and was like, oh, that's hilarious. And then. On Twitter, someone replied to me or Idle Thumbs, I can't remember, and said, thank you for mentioning the senpai. It is, I really liked it. And I'm like, oh, I guess I should actually just play that. So I went to play it, which if you if you didn't hear last week's ad read, it's at um, pntgrm.com, pentagram with no vowels.com. And, um, and I played through it, and it's kind of great. It's really fucking good. Yeah. It is like, it is a Seinfeld game. It's like... It's uh, you know it's sort of one of those like really stripped down adventure games where there's just sort of scenes and then under it is dialogue and sometimes you can choose what your dialogue response will be mm. and you're not playing as Jerry. I mean, like, I mean you are Jerry. I guess you're effectively Jerry. Mm. Um, and so you're like sort of moving through, um, but you're not always you're not always Jerry though. Like it's sort of just it's just like. I think a lot of these games work this way. You're just sort of controlling whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. the scene is yep. at the moment. Um, and so you're just sort of hopping around in the story. And the story is like, I assume this is this is this must be a common anime premise. Like playing this game, I'm like, there's got to be a bunch of shit that like people who, like right. anime people are just like, oh, it's like that from animes. Um, which I mainly just got the Seinfeld jokes. Mm-hmm. But like, is the premise is that like Jerry and Elaine and George and Kramer are, I guess like teens in school. And oh so man. All, so it's like s- a teen dating game. Yeah. It's kind of, Oh, like, that's what all of these but games are. It's not are. even like yeah. a dating game. It's literally just like a choose your own adventure. Basically. Right. There's no like stats or anything. Well, I, I guess I don't know if I assume dating games have stats. I, I, like, I, I don't know. Maybe, I've never, I don't know, I've maybe never not. Really played maybe one. they don't actually. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I always kind of assume they were like RPGs. Well, there was that, uh, Pigeon game that was oh right and the I, boyfriend the, yeah yeah uh, yeah hat to full boyfriend that's my only yeah. I played yeah. like two minutes of that but I yeah, yeah. I don't know what uh, they yeah, what I the commonality of all this stuff is but anyway so the the like the reason it's called the senpai is because George has a senpai who doesn't notice him which I'm like aware is a thing because of memes on the internet about senpai not noticing people. Okay. So that's a thing that happens to George in this game. I'm not the right person to communicate like, <laughs> yeah. the nuances of why this game is funny. Right. But if you've seen enough Seinfeld, you can just sort of like they, the 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 creator of this game did a really good job, mm. like nailing the the sort of assholishness of Jerry uh, and the way that he, that all these people are friends but are all sort of terrible, and the way that like 
Jerry and George can basically get treated entirely differently for essentially acting the same way. Yeah. Um, it's really good if you like, if you like that show and uh, they're sort of being aware of just the presence of anime on the internet, but not really knowing any of the tropes firsthand gives the whole thing like a really weird and good vibe <laughs> where I'm like, Oh, I can totally tell this is a thing mm. where like senpai is an asshole and like, and it's just, I don't know. It's hard to explain, yeah. but it's like the combination of being intensely familiar with one half of the influence on this game and like having the sort of like hazy awareness mm -hmm. of the other half, but not intimate familiarity results in this weird brew of uh, like this sort of very uncanny result that I really enjoyed. Um, so I would recommend the senpai. Um, which is a, a Seinfeld visual novel, and it can be found at pntgrm.com and played for free in your browser. Um, I, I, I deliberately didn't look up the word senpai. I always assumed senpai meant, like, teacher, but apparently not. Apparently it's, like, the, uh, someone in... I think Jerry in the game describes it as, like, your superior. Um, mm. So it's, like, someone... It's someone who could be a, essentially a peer, but yeah. you look up to them, yeah. and they just, like ignore you or right. think you're not as good as they are basically okay as far as i can tell so that's that's the sort of premise of this game um and uh and it's and it's very good nice yeah i want to play that game i should now. have collected my thoughts about this clearly i had <laughs> no no I, I think that's <laughs> you were just excited to reveal its existence yeah at all. i mean yeah. i was and then i didn't think beyond that Point. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. But it's but it's good, and and only it, you know it takes maybe twenty minutes. It was actually longer than I expected it to be. There's a lot mm. of stuff. It's quite good, and it ends in a it like it has the hallmarks of a, of a Seinfeld, Seinfeld episode, episode nice. where there's like a couple different plots running through it, and then they converge good. in a spectacular way yeah. at the end. It's really sharp. It's very good. I think. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh no. I think we should keep reader mail real short. Okay, that's fine. Sorry, readers. Um, Sad readers. Yeah. Anyway, I really liked that thing. I'm sorry that my thoughts about it were so incoherent. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Reader mail. What do we have this week? Um, Jonathan Anderson writes... People give Nick a hard time on the Dark Souls streams for not seeing or remembering things he walked past, but I can't imagine playing the game without the days I spent learning the environment through repetition. It's easy to forget just how confusing and foreign the game is when you start, and Nick is playing the game basically entirely from that perspective. In that context, it's crazy that he does as well as he does. Watching Nick and Janelle play Dark Souls has been great fun. Thanks for the stream. Jonathan Anderson. I really, I, oh, go ahead. We've, we've gotten a few tweets from people yeah. that just say, quote, I know where the whatever, what, what, per, what role you're trying to find. Some character, like, I know where this guy is, oh. quote, dash Nick Brecken. And then a map of the route the that maps, you take. Yeah, that's what oh, I was going to say, like, yeah. Completely yeah. just wild oh, yeah. Byzantine line wrapping around itself three times. It's, like, oh, it's, it's like Nick's route to this character, right. Nick's route from that character. It's just completely different it's, than it's kind of impressive that they've managed to do I know. Like, I love accurately it. I love draw the, the line is, through that the, the quote yeah. on top is I know where this guy is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I when it's I really when I watch people play that game as someone who has obviously no internalization of that map I mean that's like there are doors that are just bleh, you can't there even there are doors yeah, that no, are no, I wouldn't I wouldn't I mean, I, uh, yeah no for but sure. it's, it's it's great I, that people can just it, can draw exactly how you're fucking it up on it the makes map. me yeah. want it makes me want us to to like 
be a little more on the ball and stream more stuff right when it comes out yeah. to see what because because that would just be a totally that's different true. dynamic, right? Like yeah. it, one of the it's weird streaming a game that's you know five years old. Mm-hmm. So of course, Chad is. I mean, I'm sure Chad has also people who aren't intimately familiar, but it definitely has people who know that whole thing inside and out. Yep. So you know, it leads to this weird thing where they're like pulling their hair out, being like, "How can I?" He oh just well, X. Um, we will be able to stream the oh, absolute man, right. the absolutely hottest games that no one has played. Uh, when we do the stream of Wizard Jam. That's true. Because Wizard Jam 4, the Idle Thumbs Game Jam, is going on right now. Uh, it's in the middle of its second week of two weeks, so it finishes up this coming weekend. There's some incredible stuff in Wizard Jam this year. There's incredible stuff every year, but if you want to go look at some crazy games with jokes, you'll understand if you're a person <laughs> who listens to this podcast, uh, you should go to the idlethumbs.net forums and go to the Wizard Jam forums. There's a thread uh, in there for basically every single game in the jam, and there's some real good stuff. Um, I'm pleased to report that Dot Gobbler seems to have become the patron saint of Wizard Jam and oh, features ah. passively or actively in a oh, lot good. of stuff uh, yeah. now. So, That's nice. uh, you know, if you just want a sad, a sad Pac-Man eating stuff, do- yeah, Dot Gobbler is in Thumbsland, the theme park, but also <laughs> uh, I saw... Um, there was a, someone was doing Rolling with the Pope, which was an old Idle Thumbs mm. episode, and it's a, a Pope mobile where you have, but it's um, you have control. Uh, it's like a low rider, and you can like control the height of all the wheels independently. But then uh, it has just like a fat dot gobbler up in the Pope area. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good, uh, yeah. But just the. The hydraulics controls on that Pope mobile were also very nice. It was a good, yeah. it was a good roll. People always demo. like good surpri- vehicles in Wizard Jam. Good vehicle stuff, yeah, yeah. which is surprising. True. People have made yeah. some impressively like full featured yeah. vehicle. There's games. a good but Ghost in the Shell. Oh man, yeah, I haven't looked don't at any spoil, of this stuff because I'm yeah, I, haven't, I haven't looked at anything. I All I will I say is know. that but Ghost in the Shell is made by the person uh, by by At or Atta. I don't mm-hmm. know who mm-hmm. made. Um, Idle Thumbs demo disc, which was the one oh, that yeah. was like the six games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their their game this time is Big Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I'm nice. not going to spoil any th- anything for Chris and Nick. Sure. Because uh, you guys, I want your reactions to be pure when we actually go through and play all these things, uh, which we have to set a date for. But yep. who, who knows when that'll be? Because mm-hmm. this not too long from now. No, this jam is just colliding with Christmas, so it's gonna, we're going to have to do yeah, it real, that's true. real that's quick true. after it's done, or we won't. Anyway, Wizard Jam is happening. Yep. Also, the uh, Idle uh, the Idle Santa is if you signed up for Idle Santa on the forums to to both send and receive um, secret gifts, uh, check your forum messages because those have been assigned. So you now should have someone to send gifts to, and someone else should have your information yep. to send you a gift. Just a reminder about that. That's our house ads. That's true. <laughs> Um, Casey Cook writes in, listening to last week's podcast, reg- or this was, I guess, from, is from a week ago, listening to the podcast regarding what Mario says in that sound clip reminded me to email you guys that your Idle Thumbs games in your opening song, not what it says, <laughs> already <laughs> appropriate, sounds like... Yes, it does. It says Idle Thumbs games. Those are the first three words of Oh, you're right, of course, of course. Sounds like... I don't fucking games. <laughs> Every time I hear it, that's what I hear. Even the old versions sound like this to me. I can't be the only one who hears this. Anyways, always great podcast. Oh, people wrote in with a ton of things that they thought Idle Thumbs said, and I think we forgot to... to, 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 to I think people tweeted a lot of them, and we forgot to sort of compile mm. 
all of those. I don't fucking care or something with like you yeah. Know, a lot that of, was one. That was yeah. one that people thought <laughs> these are all fine. Uh, I don't fucking care. Games. <laughs> I just, I yeah, have no issue with any well, of the, that. The really. theme song just says Idle Thumbs. Dot dot dot. Video games. That's it. It doesn't have you say games. That's true. Video that's games why over I, that's and over why again. I forgot yeah. that. That's why everybody used to say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what was last week's episode called? I, whatever. Um, why something about a sad or oh no. the the sad tale of a modern idiot yes yeah. there are already two wizard jam games themed around oh, that wow. that's like the oh, ultimate wow, wizard great. jam power move is to take the mid jam yeah. episode and then make Jeez. a game in like four days that's crazy yeah. so yeah anyway um this is all very meta reader mail yeah, this that's week true. yeah we gotta wrap it up anyway but yep. um you can send us reader mail at questions at idle for next week when we read more a lot more of it i'm sure um also, uh, we streamed this episode. We are currently, as we speak, streaming this episode live on Twitch. By the time you hear this, it will hopefully be up or soon up on our YouTube channel at idlevideos.com slash YouTube. And if you're watching Whoa. this... Oh, fuck. YouTube.com slash idlevideos. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We've taken over. Idle Videos yeah. purchased YouTube from yeah. uh, the Alphabet Company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and if you're watching this on Twitch or YouTube... Um, this is also uh, available in audio podcast form on iTunes and should be on the Google Play Store um, and Stitcher and just wherever else but you get podcasts. All formats are available at idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs. Yes, um, including the YouTube video is going to be up there going forward now. Yep. Um, so, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. We're on Twitter at idlethumbs, at, uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash idlethumbs. And uh, we have all sorts of other podcasts at idlethumbs.net. I saw someone in Twitch chat suggest that now that our podcast exists in so many forms, since you can watch it or listen to it, we should just go back to our roots and just tell everyone thanks for reading the one medium that we do not exist oh, in. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. We've called everyone readers do, for we don't years. Do transcripts. Yeah. yeah, everyone everyone who's listened for years has been referred to as a reader. So yeah. now if you're watching, you're also a reader, just so you know. Yep. Thanks, readers. Thanks, readers. Thanks, readers. We'll write to you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> oh. Yep. Oh. I think that's it. I'm going to turn everything off now. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. We're still on Twitch, just so you know. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. We're off now. Bye. <laughs>